Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Welcome to Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. I'm Kevin Pinkley. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we'll be discussing COVID and mental health issues. And Michael Erickson is joining us today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Michael, if listeners want to reach out to you, how would they contact you? Well, the best way to go to it would be to go through my website, which is Mm -hmm. ericksoncounseling.com. That's available anywhere. All my contact information is available. All my credentials, everything that that one could... uh, need to to make an educated decision, whether to make an appointment or just call for a consultation or get any background information on anything's covered today. I'd love to provide facts and statistics and and any type of studies that that I might might cite for the fact checking. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. Well, uh, COVID and mental health issues, where would you like to start today? Wow. It's just an explosion of of areas we could go into. I... I think the safe word today is raspberry in case I get on any of my soapboxes. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm going to do the best I can not to do that and avoid any type of um, hot button issues that might take mm-hmm. this conversation in, in a different direction. I want to be very um, informative and educational and, and encouraging. Mm-hmm. I want people to help, have a healthy understanding of what, what is factual mm-hmm. and, and where we sit today in, the, in this current pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe we could start with um, maybe what you're seeing, what you're hearing, and things that maybe people could do, should do, okay. and shouldn't do. Well, primarily my, my practice is, is office-based. I have a, mm-hmm. a private practice where I see clients. I do individual couples work, and I see a lot of kids, a lot mm-hmm. of children, adolescents. And I've always seen a lot of children, and uh, I've, I've got a balanced practice, adults and children. Mm-hmm. And so... In my experience, since this pandemic first started, uh, I'll, I'll say officially in March when mm-hmm. they did the, did the lockdown, mandatory lockdowns, um, I continue to see a lot of children, mostly through Zoom mm-hmm. and some other uh, virtual counseling. Uh, I, I, I do some contract work with various foster care organizations, one mm-hmm. out in Hockley, that, that ha- it's an 88-bed facility mm-hmm. where... Uh, Children from all backgrounds will go to stay for, for you know, a variety of reasons. Um, and I, I've been continuing that practice. I, I mm-hmm. talked with about at least a dozen kids every um, between Tuesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. My experience, and I, and I want to um, preface this by saying uh, I'm, I'm generalizing to some degree just for the sake of, of, of time. Uh, <clears throat> for the most part, the children have been very resilient mm-hmm. and and very accepting of the, of the new structures that are placed on them. The number one factor, I think, is boredom that, mm-hmm. that kids complain about. That is by far and away the biggest issue that I think families and children are dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was shocked by the lack of fear, the lack of, of uh, concern about their, about their personal safety. Mm-hmm. I was really prepared for that. And so I did a lot of stress testing on children. Uh, we, we implemented a, an anxiety check-in um, study or te- an assessment that I went through all the kids that I see. And so I did an assessment test to an assessment to, to study the anxiety that they're experiencing so I could mm-hmm. handle it, help, help them process it. And I found far and away the kids were, were more dealing with the lack of structure, mm-hmm. the, the, the elimination of the school activities, the uh, traditional in sense, I mean, they, they do homeschooling, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, lack of structure, lack of outdoor playtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, the uh, very healthy, constructive activities that children were once engaging in were, were taken from them. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, was, it was a huge problem. So I, I noticed a lot of uh, frustration and boredom, which translated into, I guess, a type of stress mm-hmm. from, from a child's perspective. The adults, on the other hand, uh, I, I was again a little amazed at, at the lack of concern for their own personal safety. Mm-hmm. They, 
acknowledged that there was the, the potential risk of getting the virus, and they were oftentimes afraid for their loved ones, elderly mm -hmm. in particular. They were concerned about what the, the financial impacts, how this would create um, job loss, a lot of unemployment, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, jobs were furloughed or, or outright eliminated, um, a lot of unemployment so so families had a lot of time on their hands as mm -hmm. well and and oftentimes we uh, depending on the person of course we people tend to ruminate and, and and obsess about what what's out of their control and so things uh, that were once taken that were taken from them that were the very healthy uh, activities jobs work family interactions they couldn't see their family face to face they couldn't have the interactions that that they once had that brought them you know a lot of joy and, and contentment and and I think overall uh, uh, there was a general sense of loss of peace mm -hmm. this this was very upsetting and, I, and I'm not sure if I can say it was traumatic I think for some folks it was it was traumatic mm -hmm. um, overall adults were very pragmatic in their thinking they were looking at their job their work they were stuck at home with children mm -hmm. that they, they had no clue how to homeschool and so they were being given, <laughs> right, yeah. being given assignments to complete mm -hmm. Um, and I think the educational system is such that it's, uh, it's very structured and mm -hmm. the teachers have a clear understanding of what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Whereas us parents, we uh, sit down and do research papers and, mm -hmm. and mathematics and, and um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it creates a lot of stress on families. Well, well, I'm glad you mentioned the children first because I think sometimes people want to lump everybody into the same category. Mm -hmm. And eight-year-olds and 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 58-year-olds. Um, and everybody has different concerns and handles it differently. And then sometimes, do you think we make the mistake of assuming everybody's reacting or handling it the same way or has the same thoughts, but they're just at different places in time with mm -hmm. ages and experience? And so that's probably not a good thing. Well, children are, di are at different developmental levels. Mm -hmm. And... You, you can look at age, but in my practice, I need to look at developmental abilities, developmental mm -hmm. cognitive abilities, uh, whether a child has, has the ability to abstract reason that this, is, this will end, mm -hmm. that, that there's, this is going to come and go. Um, I think a lot of, well, personal experience plays into that. Mm -hmm. uh, children, if they have had a, a traumatic history, this might be impactful because they may not necessarily understand that it will come and go. They might see that it, mm -hmm. that it has potential of sticking around a while, um, or or it was just it was similar to a traumatic event that they experienced early on in life. Mm -hmm. And so there may be some regression. I have some kids that struggle with um, bedwetting, of all things, mm -hmm. regressing in, in their you know developmentally age appropriate behaviors. They were regressing out of those age age appropriate behaviors. They're turning more toward uh, non-age appropriate toys, playing with Hot Wheels when maybe this child was more into outdoor activity, sports, mm -hmm. riding bike, that type of thing, and, and they might be regressing in that sense. So there are a lot of factors to consider with, with children. Mm -hmm. But overall, boredom is an incredible, that, that's, a, that's a, a topic all in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, how, what, what do we spend, how do we spend our leisure time? Leisure time is very important to people. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. when children are stripped of those of those coping mechanisms, um, they oftentimes have a lot of time on their hands. Well, you mentioned boredom and lack of structure and things are different. And I'm seeing more of it. And hopefully it's happening not just where I'm seeing it, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing more, and I'll say children, I, I would say, you know, 18, 19 and below, out on bikes, out on scooters, mm -hmm out playing some kind of ball and walking around. I've seen more kids walking around with fishing poles this oh, last 30 man. days than mm -hmm. I've seen in a long time. And so that that's, I like seeing that's good. It, it's almost yeah. like going back maybe to like our childhood where mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us spent a lot of time outside and, um, and it was structured, but yet unstructured. Right. And uh, I mean, I was at a park, a few days ago and the number of teenagers that were out there with fishing poles and corks um, mm -hmm. and I've been through that park for the last probably 20 years and I saw more yesterday than I would normally see in six months so it was yeah. great yeah 
and that's the silver lining to all of this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be a, a, a chicken little, and mm-hmm. I, I, that's extremely encouraging that, mm-hmm. that kids are uh, finding opportunities to, to use skills that maybe weren't available to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a large percentage of kids are turning to Fortnite and mm-hmm. video games to pass the time. Mm-hmm. However, there's been an influx of, of folks using healthy outdoor skills, mm-hmm. fishing, mm-hmm. biking. A, fun, a funny story, my... Um, we bought a bicycle for my daughter mm-hmm. back in March, and it was interesting trying to find a bicycle because the the, the stores were so depleted with their right. with their supplies. Mm-hmm. And and so then um, a few weeks later, my wife wanted a bicycle, mm-hmm. and so I, I I I purchased the bike for my wife, and uh, it it was very challenging to find a bicycle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we finally did, but <laughs> it's 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 a good bad situation. You know, kids people are buying. Bicycles, it means they're using them. It means they're mm-hmm. getting outside. And, and I do see in my neighborhood as well a lot of fishing, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of biking, a lot of walking, a lot of uh, outdoor activities. Well, yeah. The first thing I noticed is I didn't know so many people had bicycles because you normally mm-hmm. didn't see them. And then the other thing, I didn't realize people had so many dogs because, right. I mean, I walk every day with the dogs, but... I, I was seeing people that I've never seen before, yep. and they're never seen their dogs. And I've had before. the opportunity yeah. to meet most of my neighbors that way. Yeah. Well, and and I have noticed one thing that I, I think generally in in our part of the country, you know, we're probably pretty open and friendly, and and we greet people maybe more right. than in other parts of the country. So it's it's here anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I mean, when I'm out and about, people. Uh, probably are going out of their way to say hello mm-hmm. and yes ma'am and no ma'am and yeah, I mean they did it anyway but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm at, at least where I'm day to day I'm seeing more of it and mm-hmm. and so that's good to see instead of people and I don't know the term closing closing down and um, just you know walking through life with their head staring mm-hmm. at the at the concrete so it, it, it's good to see some of those things so I think people are using their their coping mechanisms and mm-hmm. and I've really uh, I've observed folks that have healthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. they've been expanded Th- mm-hmm. those are folks that are typically walking their dogs or mm-hmm. outside riding bikes mm-hmm. um, and, and something that that we can probably touch on later are the the lack of coping skills mm-hmm. the, the unhealthy mechanisms that people deal with with the boredom and lack of structure lack uh, this excessive amount of time now that we have you know, alcoholism is up 67%. Mm-hmm. Domestic abuse is up 78%. So there, there are a lot of things that are going on within the home that we're not, um, that may not show up in the news, but they're, they're the, it's the collateral damage to this, to this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that relies upon healthy coping skills. Well, when you mentioned earlier in the household, whatever someone's household looks like, and that maybe the, the previous structure's not there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how does one go about, I mean, I have some thoughts, but um, how does someone go about creating new structure that's productive and healthy when maybe some of the opportunities mm-hmm. that they had before have now changed? It's a whole change in paradigm. Mm-hmm. The I And I don't want to use a lot of the cliche strategies that I hear. I, mm-hmm. I listen to some of the, 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 the public radio uh, shows that, are, that have been offered, you know, nationally. And so I, I, I want to stay away from a lot of the cliches, but it's important to, to create a structure within the home. Mm-hmm. We, I would say a lot of folks are staying at home uh, because, of, because their jobs have mm-hmm. been shut down. Mm-hmm. The schools are shut down. Mm-hmm. Folks are, are, are isolated. They have the sense of um, loneliness, isolation. And so I, I really believe that uh, it's important to find a structure. Mm-hmm. Sleep schedules are, mm-hmm. are, are way off. Mm-hmm. Folks are just kind of getting up whenever they want to. Um, and, and, that's, and that, you know, is good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. it gives us, if it was short term, it wouldn't be so bad. We would be able to get caught up on our rest. Mm-hmm. But when, we're, when you're talking about a three-month span, uh, some people digress into sleeping 12 hours a day mm-hmm. or not sleeping. They're up, you know, on, all night, and then mm-hmm. they sleep all day. And, and those are some very unhealthy strategies, very unhealthy structures. So it's important to keep something in place, such as a, a routine 
structure, getting up at the set, set time, mm -hmm. having routine meals, uh, having, having a sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Children need that. Ch children crave structure, and when they don't have that, that's what creates a mm -hmm. lot of boredom, anxiety, and stress. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and sometimes it, it, it allows you know, them to get into some behaviors that, that might not be healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a friend that um, had served over 30 years in the military mm -hmm. and served in combat, and I'm not comparing this situation to combat, but someone had asked him one time about dealing with the stress and that's probably not an accurate word for, for combat and the unknown and maybe the loss of structure and mm -hmm. maybe contro control in day-to-day -day life. And he says, look, it's real simple. He says, um, when people, um, when bad things happen or when they're really scared or have a feel like they've lost control is when they don't have a purpose for that day. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, my goal was to keep myself and everybody busy. And it wasn't just busy work. It was something that needed to be done. And I explained why it needed to be done. Mm -hmm. He says, versus leaving someone for hours and hours and days without a structure, he says, all you do is sit around and worry. Mm -hmm. And he says, that's not healthy in any situation. And it affects you and affects everyone around you. And he's like, you, you have to have a purpose yeah. for that day. And if the purpose is the day, as you said, getting up at a certain time, making your bed, um, getting dressed, mm -hmm. okay, not laying around in your underwear all day, Jamis, right? Yeah, and um, you know, doing something, mm -hmm. and it's it's amazing that just those simple things make all the difference in the world. Yeah, and um, um, but um, it's important. We structure is very important, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the number one thing that maybe some of these stay at home families. Mm -hmm. can can implement mm -hmm. is, is getting up at, the, at a set time whether their kids want to or not if they have mm -hmm. teenagers they're you know going to want to sleep all day that's just how it is mm -hmm. uh, trying to implement a structure when they do their schoolwork mm -hmm. make it every day at 8 or 10 whatever mm -hmm. it is it doesn't matter just do it and then implement meal regular meal times just so there is a sense of normalcy mm -hmm. if we if we sit around by default we worry mm -hmm. we ruminate we become, uh, we, we sometimes are pulled into despair, hopelessness, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and some things that once were very uh, enjoyable, Netflix, binging, mm -hmm. uh, right. it, you know, on, on any given day, that might be a, a great way of relieving stress. Mm -hmm. But when that's a, the lifestyle, when that's what you're doing every day, searching mm -hmm. for the next series to binge on, it gets old. Mm -hmm. I, I have kids that, that spend eight hours a day on, on Fortnite, and that's mm -hmm. that, that, that's troubling. Well, so, you know, talking about the household, there's, there's probably more people in the house mm -hmm. for an extended period of time now than there would be normally. And you had talked about having a structure and, you know, working together as a family, mm -hmm. whether the, if the family is two people or 16. But is it important to, for people to have their own space and have some privacy during mm -hmm. this. So, you, you know, I, I don't know, you know, is always having people together a good thing uh, and having doors open all the time? You know, do people need, you know, time during the day to kind of decompress yeah. and, and get away and have their own thoughts? And I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that that needs to go on for hours and hours and hours, right. but, you know, sometimes just, hey, I'm going to get away to some quiet place. Mm -hmm. is, is that... Well, and sometimes too much of a good thing is yeah. is detrimental to our health. Mm -hmm. uh, the social isolation increases. Uh, kids oftentimes spend a lot of time in their room mm -hmm. anyway if they're mm -hmm. teenagers. Uh, so the the family unity might mm -hmm. be in jeopardy, mm -hmm. or it may be strengthened. Mm -hmm. uh, my my wife and I are, I think are getting along as well now mm -hmm. as we have at any point in our marriage. Mm -hmm. We found activities to do together. We've, mm -hmm. we've done a ton of landscaping. Mm -hmm. We've done, uh, we, we go on bicycle rides together. Mm -hmm. We do um, all sorts of things. We, and mm -hmm. I, I don't like game night because I think that's another one of those cliche things. Mm -hmm. but, but you know what? It, it worked for, for generations where they mm -hmm. would have game night and board, board right. games and things like that. And it, it, it creates family unity. And, and mm -hmm. we've been able to have some sit-down conversations 
with our with our children that we maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, interaction that could be there. If if it's not, then that might be a you know maladaptive coping skill that mm -hmm. that parents are implementing. That there's some avoidance. There's some folks want to stick their head in the sand and act mm -hmm. like this isn't real. So it it's very it's very relative. Every family is different. Mm -hmm. Some some parents just are not coping well mm -hmm. and they they take it out on the other on the spouse. And so you I found a number of couples contacting me for couples counseling mm -hmm. that once maybe wouldn't have taken advantage of. And that's both good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know that that's it can be very helpful although it oftentimes reveals some issues that were that were there and to begin with. Mm -hmm. And this, it just manifests itself. The, the crisis manifests itself in, 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 in struggle. Okay. You had mentioned conversations with children. Mm -hmm. So is it good or productive to have, and I'll just say an age-appropriate conversation with children mm -hmm. of what's going on and, you know, and kind of keeping them informed and uh, answering any questions they might have? I mean, they have access to news and information mm -hmm. anyway, and, and then, you know, their peer group. So, I mean, is to some degree, is it important to have a conversation with them? Or, or some people are like, hey, we're just not discussing that? Or, yeah. I mean, what do you think makes it's sense? It's very situational. You don't want yeah. to isolate the children from, from world events that, mm -hmm. that are certainly obvious because mm -hmm. it becomes, you know, an elephant in the room. Uh, it's very age appropriate. A lot mm -hmm. of high school kids, I, I use it as an... Uh, as an intervention, I talked to them about the science of the virus, the, mm -hmm. the science behind the, the pandemic. What is what are real precautions? What are risk? You know, mm -hmm. what how we can decrease the, the the contraction of the of the disease. So I educate them with with tools that work: mm -hmm. hand washing, social distancing, mm -hmm. uh, touching, um, things like that. That uh, staying at home, the, the the things that are proven that will decrease the contraction of this, of this disease. Mm -hmm. And so and, and information is power. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the mediate is just saturated with information. Mm -hmm. And with, with anything, they, they want you to tune in to mm -hmm. their shows, to you know, five, six, and 10. They want right. you to tune in to, so they can sell you soap and copper pans. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that's, that's a bad thing. However, when we're inundated with, uh, with just an abundance of information, mm -hmm. um, I find myself being overwhelmed by, by all the, mm -hmm. the information, the statistics. And, and I'm one that I want, I want the media to give me the raw data mm -hmm. and, and allow me to interpret that data um, for myself. Uh, children, oh, they, they're, they're sponges. Mm -hmm. and, and the way that adults handle that information, the way that adults handle crises, it it trickles down to their children. And so if a, if a parent is demonstrating a lot of stress or anxiety or depression, then that trickles down to the children and they may be, you know, impacted by that, or they mm -hmm. will be impacted mm -hmm. by that. So it is important to have a conversation that's age appropriate. Mm -hmm. It's important to help them understand what this, what the COVID is and what it is not. Mm -hmm. It is not say, um, uh, it's, it's not something that we need to be overly afraid of. Fear mm -hmm. is not our friend in this situation. Mm -hmm. Fear a adds to the panic, and children need to know that, that one day we will be back mm -hmm. to, you know, an, another cliche, a new normal. Mm -hmm. uh, we will, the kids will be going back to school. Mm -hmm. The kids will be interacting with their friends again. Children will have play dates. They will be able to implement the parks, mm -hmm. um, the activities that they were in, that were enjoyable at, at before, they're, they're going to be there again. Right. So I need hope. I need encouragement from parents. I want them to be positive. Mm -hmm. And even in the face of, of trauma and, mm -hmm. and tragedy, even if a parent is struggling with, with finances, the children don't necessarily need to understand the, the, um, the complexities of, of that issue. They, they, they can hear that, hey, we may have to cut back for a little bit. We, mm -hmm. our, our, fam our summer vacations might be postponed. Uh, we may need to do some other things as far as summer camps mm -hmm. and, uh, and help the children understand that, that things have changed a little mm -hmm. bit in this country. Well, a whole lot of it. 
that for children, just to let them know that there, there will be some differences, mm -hmm. but, but they're going to be okay. We need to be optimistic and encouraging with our children. I think it makes sense. No, our, our, our children, and they're older, but um, they had a lot of questions, and I think we got ahead of probably a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And um, But, yeah, so um, things now are maybe more involved right now with making decisions of, um, you know, one of the questions was, hey, are we going to head out of town and go to the state that we always do during mm -hmm. the summer? And this was early on, and it was like, well, uh, we plan to, but, mm -hmm. you know, things need to be open. You know, yeah. the parks and the hotels and everything needs to be open, and, and right now they're not. So uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit versus, you know, last year, yeah. the only thing was what day are we loading up the car and heading out right. of town? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense to answer those questions. It's frustrating. And, yeah. and kids, they they can grasp basic concepts. Mm -hmm. that Kids are, are so resilient. I just read a, a study about resiliency of children and mm -hmm. how um, they respond to stress and, and it's very different than how adults respond to stress mm -hmm. adults can be very pragmatic and and look at they sort through a, a complex situation children are uh, emotionally based mm -hmm. they, they they sense what's going on and they respond and so if I think if a child feels safe they they will be safe and there won't be as much depression, anxiety, uh, the things, the detrimental effects of this pandemic that, that may last. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a good point to take a break, mm -hmm. and we'll come back here shortly and continue with COVID and mental health issues and be right back with Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. We're back. This is Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. Thank you for joining us. We'll continue with COVID and mental health issues with Michael Erickson. Um, Michael, where would you like to go next with this conversation? Wow. Um, one of the things that this, this week has weighed heavy on my heart is, mm -hmm. is a new study that was released by the Well and Being um, Institute. So it's a wellness institute. I believe out of Oakland, California, mm -hmm. and the they were presenting some numbers the, of the collateral effect of this pandemic, and and I haven't noticed a lot of uh, attention given to the into the, the major media outlets. They they focus more on um, uh, on the science mm -hmm. and, and and interventions that are, that our government is or isn't taking, and oftentimes get sidetracked. And so one of the things, one of the issues that that was very disturbing to me was a study that I read um, considering the, the, the collateral damage to, to the COVID mm -hmm. situation. Uh, and, and what it did, what the study did was break down things that are directly caused by the virus itself mm -hmm. and, and things that are indirectly caused by the virus. Uh, obviously, directly, you're looking at sickness, mm -hmm. uh, the, the folks that are contracting the, the, the virus and either may or may not be hospitalized. We're talking about um, con the contagious effects of mm -hmm. the disease spreading, and those though we have some some safe uh, interventions that lower the risk, such as hand washing, of mm -hmm. course, and social distancing, that type of thing. Uh, some some are choosing to wear masks. Mm -hmm. I know that that there's there's been some mixed uh, in information over the last three months whether mm -hmm. those are effective or whether those mm -hmm. are not, and and my concern in in that and and I and I. I want to re-emphasize: I am not. I am not an epidemiologist. I'm mm -hmm. not. I do not have a medical background. So when I hear folks talking about 
what they think they know about this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, it sometimes concerns me because we get we get a lot of information from social mm -hmm. media. We get information from various news outlets that might sit, play a snippet mm -hmm. of some of something that a, a, a very um, credentialed medical professional will say and and then we'll, what we hear is oftentimes different than what is being said. Mm -hmm. And so we use a lot of uh, tactics that, that help us feel better, like mm -hmm. going to the store with a mask. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not gonna debate the science, of course, but things that, that make us feel better, the, mm -hmm. the, the gloves, mm -hmm. the, 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 the personal protective uh, equipment mm -hmm. that, that folks are implementing. Um, that's all well and good. Mm -hmm. But there's, with this new study that was, that was just uh, highlighted, uh, death from despair, mm -hmm. and that is uh, exponentially on the rise. Mm -hmm. And they're predicting there could be upwards around 150,000 deaths per year mm -hmm. as an increase due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they estimated that a, a mean of about 80 uh, deaths per year mm -hmm. would, be, would be a realistic number. Um, I haven't looked at any of the, the, the current statistics, but that's just right in line mm -hmm. with what the actual pandemic is causing mm -hmm. in deaths from COVID. So deaths from despair covers things like heart disease, mm -hmm. depression, alcoholism, things that implement or Im impact us emotionally, mm -hmm. physiologically, and, and ultimately lead to early death. Well, you know, it's it's um, interesting you mentioned that. So I saw something kind of similar to that on the economic side where we probably don't have a lot of information mm -hmm. in this country on um, viruses affecting the economy and then the deaths that uh, are associated with it afterwards that aren't directly related mm -hmm. to the virus. But we have decades and decades and decades of severe, well, decades of information where we have severe uh, economic downturns where people are mm -hmm. unemployed and uh, the numbers have been out there for years that when you see 20% unemployment in this country, you see about 70 to 75,000 deaths related to that through health issues, mm -hmm. uh, you know, physically health issues, or maybe people um, affecting their physical being through uh, drugs, alcohol, whether legal or illegal. So, you know, those numbers are very close to what you're talking about. And um, we're not having a lot of conversations about that. So, um, you know, people need to stay healthy and we want to limit the people that are affected by the virus. Mm -hmm. But um, in severe economic downturns, whether they're related to a virus or not, mm -hmm. th there's an effect there, and, and people need to get back into the workforce right. and be able to make decisions for themselves. I am not an economist, mm -hmm. and, and I am sorry, I'm not going to interpret any of the, mm -hmm. the, the, the economic um, consequences to this. However, one of the points that stuck out in this, uh, in this despair, death by despair mm -hmm. study, it was, it was empirically connected to unemployment. Mm -hmm. And they had, mm -hmm. they had a formula that they use. Mm -hmm. And for each point of unemployment as it rises, they equated that to a certain number of mm -hmm. deaths. Mm -hmm. It was directly related to from death from despair. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as we, the, the worst thing that this that this environment has created is the politicalization mm -hmm. of the virus. Mm -hmm. And I, I really wish that had, had not happened. Right. We, uh, unemployment is, is significantly, mm -hmm. and I cannot overstate that, unemployment is a significant stressor and it's disastrous mm -hmm. to, a, to a person's well-being. There are um, primary wage earners in mm -hmm. families that are uh, unable to provide for their family, mm -hmm. and that creates an, um, an incredible amount of stress and despair in, in individuals. Mm -hmm. they, they no longer are bringing home the, the money that they were mm -hmm. used to, mm -hmm. which equates into you know mortgage mm -hmm. payments being missed. Maybe some of the some of the, the luxuries are being eliminated. Um, some of the, the the lifestyle choices, food, mm -hmm. what we're what we have access to, uh, what a family could afford at this time. Their budgeting 
to to a degree that they've never had to budget mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. and so that that creates un, unnecessary stress. Not to mention the the long term unemployment. Mm -hmm. Many businesses will not be reopening. We hear it about we hear it all the time where restaurants, um, small small businesses that sell you know trinkets, right, uh, widgets, and and they're just they can't maintain any type of longevity, so mm -hmm. they're they're gone. And so they're, they're missing. And of course, we, one can turn that around and say, well, where one opportunity is eliminated, more opportunities are, are potentially created. However, right now, there's a lot of stress and despair. Well, right. And you, know, you were talking about the businesses that um, either definitely aren't going to reopen mm -hmm. or potentially aren't going to reopen or can remain open. The difference is employees, whether you work for a company or mm -hmm. you're a business owner, the have always had to adapt, okay, and make adjustments. Mm -hmm. The difference is we haven't had a point in our history where they said, shut the doors and you can't have business activity. Mm -hmm. So that's different. So it's hard to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is some of these businesses have trailing expenses. So the money that you're making today is mm -hmm. paying for bills 30 days ago, 60 mm -hmm. days ago, and such. So it, it's not that, hey, you kind of got to grit your teeth and hunker down and, and uh, tough it out. It's I don't have the opportunity for incoming revenue, which means I can't pay my past expenses, yeah. which means I can't pay my current expenses in the future because we're not open mm -hmm. and we're not going to be open anytime soon. And then you have employees and um, so until uh, someone's really had to experience how incoming and outcoming money works, mm -hmm. regardless of the size of the business and expenses, um, it's not that, hey, I'll just go find a job in another six months across the street. Uh, it's a totally different scenario mm -hmm. when employers and employees have been told, uh, don't go to work and you can't produce income and revenue. Um, it's not a situation, as we said, that we just have to adapt to and change and innovate. Mm -hmm. And people are innovating and changing, but you're limiting their ability to make those changes right. because it's just, hey, uh, the lights are off. So um, mm -hmm. the, the opportunity is not there for them to adapt and innovate. And, and we have to have them remain to have the ability to adapt and innovate um, and proceed. Um, and you know, a year ago, if someone were to lose their job, uh, immediately they would there, there would be resources available to them right. for for finding a new job. And and currently, many many companies are, are put on hold for mm -hmm. that. So mm -hmm. so what you have is you've stripped a person of of an intervention mm -hmm. or a very um, hope filled process that that's not available to them. Mm -hmm. So the economic impacts of this of this pandemic. Are, are very significant, and they can't be minimized. Well, it, it, you know, if you take these larger businesses and industries that are laying people off by the mm -hmm. thousands and have already had, you, you know, if you asked them, so, okay, last month, let's say your uh, revenue or income was down 30%. When you see a 30% increase, are you going to hire those people back? They're going to go, no. Right. We have to see a much larger, they probably have a number in their head, but it is mm -hmm. not a recovery of what we lost, it's going to have to, the recoveries, you know, their increase is going to go have, have to go well beyond that, you know, so-called 30% mm -hmm. loss. So in some cases, you know, they'll have a number of like, we have to see a 100% increase or 130% mm -hmm. increase because that just gets us back to normal. So yep. um, the elimination of jobs, the, the elimination of opportunities, that adds to that, to the stress that's mm -hmm. already out there. And, and in this study, you know, death by despair, it, it significantly highlighted unemployment mm -hmm. as a number one mm -hmm. um, factor in, in contributing to early death. Mm -hmm. Well, um, why, why, why isn't the media talking about that a whole lot? What, wow. Yeah. I, you know, gosh, my, my bias is that there's they want to highlight on what they think they know. Mm -hmm. So they spread the statistics and, and this, um, they, they want to talk about the virus. They want to, you know, keep, keep that in the news. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about the, the collateral damage that's, that's occurred by the pandemic. Mm 
uh, and and we're in, we're in a crisis right now, mm -hmm. and, and people are struggling. People don't see the hope that that maybe are there, and mm -hmm. and I want to um, I want to possibly change the tone of our of our conversation a little bit because I am I'm a my career is such that I provide encouragement mm -hmm. and and I'm, I'm an optimist. But I'm also a realist and a mm -hmm. pragmatist. When, when folks come in, uh, a year ago, I would help help a, a person if they were unemployed, mm -hmm. look to what's available to them, mm -hmm. and give them some some hope, some some mm -hmm. strategies. And now I, I find people are coming in, and I'm very limited with what I can, how I can practically encourage people to get out there, get mm -hmm. get on the move, and start looking. It's it's difficult. Mm -hmm. And so um, on, on one hand, I, I want to let folks know that there are a lot of positive qualities to this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Family unity has increased, has the mm -hmm. potential to increase. Uh, new jobs, I think the technology industry has boomed. I can't mm -hmm. find a decent webcam <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. Back in, in, in March, I, I initially I, I went searching for some mm -hmm. for, a, for a decent webcam and uh, Amazon quadrupled the price of the of the cam that I had in my cart mm -hmm. so I decided to, to pass on that if you go to Best Buy by by, by example you, you know they don't even let you in the door mm -hmm. you have to make an appointment mm -hmm. and they're they're completely sold out mm -hmm. so there there will be some new technologies coming mm -hmm. available mm -hmm. and and you know I, I, I assume a lot of these unemployed individuals or furloughed individuals mm -hmm. are working on some some ideas mm -hmm. to come back stronger. So I think some businesses will will thrive as a result of this this process. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. So so when someone comes to me, um, my uh, my intervention is to instill some hope. Mm -hmm. Help. I, I try to validate their feelings of of being vulnerable, mm -hmm. feeling out of control, feeling despair. Mm -hmm. And, but I also try to uh, give them strategies that that will give hope because hope hope heals. Absolutely. W what I've noticed is is some of the people who have either been furloughed or laid off, and um, they know that you know they're not going to go back to that same mm -hmm. position, or they're probably sure. You know, some of those people are creating their own business. They've had hobbies in the past mm -hmm. that they're very good at. And now they've decided, and rightfully so, I can earn a living doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing they ever considered before, but they sat down and says, I have more control over this situation. Yep. And I know a person that um, used to do their own uh, computer work and upgrades, mm -hmm. and, and, and now they're doing it for people, and they uh, uh, ship it uh, you know, um, through one of the carriers that are out mm -hmm. there. And, uh, I mean, they don't have an office. They don't have a storefront. And um, I was shocked at the amount of money that can be made uh, repairing and upgrading computers. Mm -hmm. And they're very busy. He, he probably works six and a half days a week now. Yeah. Uh, another person was a handy person mm -hmm. and did his own uh, work around the house, remodeling, simple things, complicated things. And he says, you know what? I know three or four other guys that are unemployed. Uh, we got three trucks, three trailers, yep. and we're going to work. And at first, um, they didn't notice that people were wanting to do these changes in their house or upgrades, whether they were luxuries or needed. Mm -hmm. But now he's like, the, my phone's ringing off the hook, and yeah. we're busy, and I'm having to hire more people. And, you know, I don't know if I'm doing this five years from now, but I'm doing it now, and mm -hmm. uh, we're staying busy and... and um, so people are going to come up with different ideas because they want to, and in some cases they have to, yep. and they're going to make it work, and they'll look back and go, that wasn't fun, don't want to do it again, mm -hmm. but you know, we're just going to keep moving forward. A number of vets are getting together and creating businesses among, mm -hmm. among themselves mm -hmm. and, and, and solidifying maybe a, a market that's not, that wasn't available mm -hmm. four years ago. Mm -hmm. And so there, there, you will see a, an upsurge in certain Technology, certain intervention, or mm -hmm. you know, jobs that weren't there, from, say four years ago. Right. I think people might be a little bit more uh, aggressive with the risk taking mm -hmm. because they have to be, and so they might see this as an opportunity to maybe do something they 
wouldn't have done, say, a year ago or right. five years ago. So th there's some promise to this. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, you know, one thing that I've noticed is someone else said that is said this, and they said something like, well, if there's one thing we learned about income and dollars is there'll probably be less people spending tomorrow's money today, mm -hmm. meaning there was always this notion that it's available in the future, mm -hmm. and it, to some degree it's easily accessible and almost unlimited, even yeah. though there's limits to it. And now maybe we're going to look at it like maybe some other generations have of, you know what, I know I can do that, but I'm not going to. And yeah. I'm just going to wait. And uh, I would really like to spend it doing that, mm -hmm. but I'll be more comfortable not spending it on what I was going to. Yeah. So more frugal maybe. So uh, I think we've seen um, a resurgence in, 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 in spiritual exploration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are, are, are clarifying their values, mm -hmm. their spiritual values. We were looking at people that are dealing with some chemical dependency issues that maybe were there mm -hmm. for, and they were manageable to a degree, functional alcoholics. Mm -hmm. and, and because of the family intervention, because of uh, uh, medical conditions that created a, a demand that they mm -hmm. act, people are reaching out for, for help, mm -hmm. substance abuse help. I see it in my practice. People, mm -hmm. every, about every other day, I'm getting a call from someone accessing their unemployment, or their, uh, not unemployment, but their uh, EAP, mm -hmm. Employee Assistance, Assistance Program. Mm -hmm. They're reaching out for the, for the resources that they have had available to them all along. Mm -hmm. But they're seeing that, they, that this, seem, this is an actual, um, it's obtainable to them. So mm -hmm. they, they act on it. And I think that's a great thing. People are engaging our, our church in particular may, may reach about 30,000 on, on any given Sunday mm -hmm. um, through the various campuses, but through the, the, the streaming, online mm -hmm. streaming, they've noticed that you know, upwards to 200,000 mm -hmm. IP um, signatures have, have been logging in mm -hmm. to see, to see the, the worship services. So that, and that brings hope. Mm -hmm. And th those people may not have been one to want to, uh, to walk into a church building, but yet they, they're they clarifying their spiritual values, they're reaching out, and, and they're checking some things out that mm -hmm. hopefully will we'll carry on after this pandemic is, is over with. Well, I, I was just going to say, you used the word carry on, that you know maybe some of these changes will stick and, 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 mm -hmm. and they'll continue with it. Um, um, I think we're all making some changes, uh, some because we need to, some because we want to, but... Um, you know, you have to find something that is good and productive in the yeah. middle of this and not look back on it as, as wasted time. Right. And that you didn't um, try to make something better or more useful out of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I look at that, you know, first 30 days or so when everybody was kind of hunkered down and had a mm -hmm. lot of questions and, um, you know, you, you really needed to find something and do something and say, you know, I don't, I don't know if this lasts in three days or three months or whatever, yeah. but, you know, we just can't uh, hold up like a bunch of hermits. And, no. Yeah. You know, personally, I'm a little zoomed out. Mm -hmm. I, it's hard for me. It's a different, um, the, the dynamics are, are completely different. Mm -hmm. Personally, when I'm using uh, telemedicine when I'm mm -hmm. seeing clients through Zoom mm -hmm. or, or FaceTime. And it's, it's different because I, I can't read a person's uh, the body language. The, right. I, I can't always connect with them on a, on a human level. Mm -hmm. And when we're watching a computer screen, I find that it's hard for me to stay in the box. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm kind of fidgety and I'm, I, I, think, I, I think better when I'm kind of looking around moving. And, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's forced me, because I see myself in the mirror of the mm -hmm. Zoom, it's forced me to be a better, more present in my listening, be mm -hmm. a better active listener. And you know, in, in all honesty, some, some of these folks may be more comfortable with, with the Zoom right. counseling. Maybe they'll reach out better. Maybe mm -hmm. they'll, feel more, they'll feel less vulnerable and, and more, or less shame-based. And, and more um, 
it'll be more therapeutic intervention by by accessing Zoom. It's another weapon or another tool, I should right. say, in in my in my repertoire. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say it's another tool yep. and use it where it works. Yes, and where it could be more beneficial, not doing it. Uh, do something Make different. Some productive so, yeah. choices. And uh, so yeah, we we went through the mad rush like everyone else did mm-hmm. of. Hey, I got to get this camera up and running, and you know maybe we had two in the office, but we really need four or whatever yeah. it is. And um, but there's you know there's some meetings and there's some conversations that need to be held in together, mm-hmm. you know, in front of somebody, and some of them that just as easily could be done right. like that right. way. And we probably shot at least you know I think I did shy away from it in the past, but it's like yeah. hey, I'll use it when it makes sense, and, and then you know we kind of re- work revert back it's like you know you can always pick up the phone uh, for things that can be handled over the phone but some things can't but um in lieu of i'll just send an email okay Mm -hmm. well pick up the phone somebody probably wants to talk to you you know (laughs) and this is a mutual friend of ours that that's very efficient with very proficient with the 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 zoom um, Mm -hmm. interactions and Mm -hmm. he's taught me a lot about Mm -hmm. about camera about the lighting right. and about you know, interacting with folks through through these uh, telemedicine features, and mm-hmm. it, it's been enlightening for me because mm-hmm. I, that's that's a whole new area that I that I that I may keep within my practice for mm-hmm. a while. Makes sense. We'll use the good and mm-hmm. continue. Yes, of course. Adapting adapting to to crisis. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been great. And um, thank you. We could probably talk the rest of the afternoon about this. Mm-hmm. And maybe we will at another time. But um, so, Michael, again, if when people want to reach out to you, how do they go about doing that? Well, Michael Erickson, you can always Google me. Mm-hmm. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I've been in practice for over 25 years. Uh, I specialize in depression, anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. substance abuse, recovery. Uh, I also do mediation, mm-hmm. uh, both civil and divorce, parent coordination. If, if someone is going through a divorce, I can work with the children and do some uh, teach parents how to be better uh, parent coordinators or do co-parenting. Uh, the best place would be just just Google me. Erickson Counseling mm-hmm. and Mediation is the company, my, and my website is ericksoncounseling.com. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you. And thank you for listening to us today. This is Planning for Win Financial Guidance in Life. You can always join us the last Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Or you can check us out online at Lone Star Community Radio. And if you'd like to give me a shout at the office, you can call 832-375-0900. That's 832-375-0900. And thank you very much. Thank you. Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing.